0: yesterday it was wake up and celebrate you got kevin zeitler then the rest of the day
1: played out like dang we lost him dang we lost him him too and him so you (laughs) you take a couple body blows there then you come back and you hit him with the jab if you were to just ask me you can have tyus bowser yannick ingakwe i think i'm taking tyus bowser If, if wait if you can have him at the same price you're taking bowser i think i would so, so just to be clear, you think that the Ravens are not signing a wide receiver in free agency? I, I don't think that it's out <laughs> of the question that they just will not sign a wide receiver. So yeah, your answer is they're not signing a wide receiver. I didn't say that. So they are signing a wide receiver. I didn't say that.
0: <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. Day two of unofficial... Free agency, uh, and and the hot stove report, the rumor mill, they're churning, baby. Uh, lot going on, and you know it was all yesterday. It was wake up and celebrate. We got Kevin Zeitler. It's, then the rest of the day played out like, dang, we lost him. Dang, we lost him. Him too, and him. <laughs> so it was you know it started great, and then the, then the shots started being fired at us.
1: Yeah, it is. A- it, free agency is kind of a roller coaster. Like, you start, like you said, you start with the Zeitler news and you're really excited. You're fired up about that. Great way to kick things off. I guess I'm not really one of those fans who feel like the punches have kept coming. I just felt like the moves that have happened were things that, kind of seemed like it was trending in that direction. So let's just recap it. If you if you haven't heard yet, this is where things stand. Matthew Judon, and all of this is reportedly, no teams have announced any of this yet because you can't announce anything yet until Wednesday at 4 p.m. when the new league year opens. So everything that we're talking about, uh, with the exception of Zeitler because he was released, but is under this reportedly umbrella. So the reports that Judon is going to the New England Patriots uh, on a four-year deal for $56 million. Then there's Janik Ngakwe, who's going to the Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders on a two-year, twenty-six million dollar deal. Then uh, today, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Jihad Ward is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't have the has the money come out on that one yet. I don't know that I've seen that one. No, um, no. So, yeah, I so those the money. three guys gone. The good news, though. So you, you take a couple body blows there, then you come back and you hit him with a jab. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that the Ravens are reportedly signing Tyus <laughs> Bowser on a four-year deal for $22 million. So this is the another example of a value signing, um, which we can dive into that in a little bit. But that's where things stand right now.
0: Well, and, and the Ravens, uh, we've confirmed that we brought back uh, Pernell yeah. McPhee on a one-year deal and uh, also... I think we're going to be confirming here later today, Chris Board is also returning uh, to the Ravens on a one-year deal. So another uh, inside linebacker, part of the rotation and special teams player. So, um, you know, a a lot going on. Obviously, outside linebacker is where we'll start this conversation because there's kind of an exodus there for a little bit on the edge. Uh, You know, I can't say that obviously we're shocked to see Matthew Judon and Yannick Ngakwe Uh, both leave i thought that the ravens had a chance to retain jihad ward just because he would come a little cheaper and and he's played well um but you know i'm not stunned by any of this in part because i think the ravens felt like those guys were going to be out of their price range i mean you're talking Judon goes for 14 million dollars a year which actually is a little bit lower than i expected his number to probably be um but still 14 million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. Um, and
1: then you have uh, Yannick, who got yeah. He was two for twenty six, so he got thirteen million, just under under 13. Judon. Both of those guys, to be honest, if you would have asked what we talked about at the start of free agency, we were talking more in that sixteen, seventeen million dollar range. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were reports that Judon was targeting the twenty million dollar range. Now he 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 uh, put some cold water on those reports. Uh, in the colorful way uh, leading into free agency. But <laughs> uh, I was surprised uh, that he got 14. I, I, I just think I think both of those things, I, I attribute that basically 100% to the COVID cap. I just think that that's a reduction of the salary cap and the money wasn't really there. But for Judon especially, to still get a $56 million total deal four years, it's kind of a no brainer uh, when this is his opportunity to cash in. So it doesn't really surprise right. me that he took a long term deal, but it is a little bit less than I think if he had, for example, signed a long term deal next year.
0: Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Judon apparently texted Jacina Anderson and, you know, she said, why the Patriots? And he just said, the Patriots chose me. <laughs> so the Patriots offer the most money. Yeah. Is what, it, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be an interest. It's interesting to think about Matthew Judon as a New England Patriot. You know, I mean, you usually think of Patriots guys minus Rob Gronkowski as pretty buttoned up, right? Pretty buttoned up, and I would not describe Matthew Judon as a buttoned up kind of guy. <laughs> um, you know, he's a big personality. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits there. I think schematically it makes a lot of sense. You know, the the Patriots like to do with their linebackers a lot, like the Ravens. You know, they drop in coverage. They they just have a, they're very versatile. Uh, Judon is very good at that aspect of the game. So I, I think that he'll be a good player for them. You know, somebody tweeted at me and said, you know, this could be a Dalius Thomas 2.0. Yeah. For the Patriots. You know, they signed him a to a huge contract from the Ravens, and it didn't really work out. I I, I don't know that I into that i mean two different players two different situations well that's what a decade later like
1: yeah ah. that's actually a good we've got some emails here so we want to get into those and then we're going to continue overall this free agency conversation this email is from justin hofstetter you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net and that's basically his question uh do you see judon thriving in new england like he did in baltimore or will he fizzle like adalius thomas did he says i love the pie i'm feeling connected to baltimore all the way out here in kansas city uh, especially in the last year where I couldn't come home and visit the 410 like I planned. So appreciate you uh, sending in the email, Justin, and we're glad to make you feel a little connected here uh, to Baltimore. I, I, You know, I think that there is something to be said. When you look at the Ravens' track record, they have a long history of guys who go and get contracts and they don't really pan out. Now... There's also the Zaydaia Smith example where he got the big contract, and I think everyone looked <laughs> yeah. at him and said, "Well, that's not going to work out." And then he's been an excellent player in Green Bay and has been in the mix for defensive player of the year conversations over the past couple of years. So, but he's he's really the exception to the rule there. Like most of these guys have gone out there and got big contracts. I think part of it is that the Ravens have a great system. I think the Ravens have great defensive coaches. They have a they draft well all of that combined leads to guys just playing well within a system. And then when they're out of that system, they may not necessarily thrive. I think Judon, right. He's tough to predict in my mind. Like, do you see him being a 10 sack guy in new England? Do you see him being an eight sack guy? What, What is your expectation for him?
0: Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really interesting. I mean, Judon, in his five years in Baltimore, hasn't hit double-digit sacks. Yeah. You know, he came really close in 2019 with nine and a half. But then you look at it, and he had six sacks last year. And sacks aren't everything. Let's just throw that out there. I think this is something that that Matthew uh, has kind of been battling his whole career. Is like he always says, like, look at the quarterback pressures and stuff like that. But, you know, his win rate wasn't exceptionally high in one-on-one pass rush situations. And you do at the end of the day, you look at six sacks and it's tied for forty-first in the NFL. You know, I mean, Carlos Dunlap had the same amount last year, right? And he's sitting out there in free agency and he ain't going to be paid like a top fifteen guy, you know. And so, when you're looking at some of the top sack guys in the league, I mean, there are how many guys in double digits? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys with double-digit sacks. And oh, by the way. One, two, three, four, five of them were free agents this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Trey Henderson, Hendrickson, Hassan Redick, uh, Leonard Williams, Leonard Floyd, and Romeo Aquara. Uh, so, you know, the competition was stiff for Matthew Judon on the free agency market. And how much are you going to get really paid when you don't have huge numbers? Now, I think Judon's a great player. He, he, you know, has a good all-around game in which, like we said, he can drop in the coverage and do all those things. He can set the edge. You know, but I wouldn't say that Judon is a guy that, like, popped in any one way. You know what I mean? Like, like was he where was, where was he dominant in one aspect of the game? I, I wouldn't say that I, I would point to one, you know?
1: Right, right. I
0: mean, now Yannick is kind of the flip side, right, where Yannick was like a big sack guy. Big set guy, but what much else did he really bring? You know, when he wasn't good dropping coverage particularly, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was a great edge setter as a run defender. And so I think part of the reason he does, doesn't get a huge payday is because people are wondering, all right, is this guy a little bit of a one-trick pony? You know, how much can hit that pass rush move, <laughs> the outside kind of chop move, keep working? Uh, and And so... I think there were some questions a little bit about both guys, and that's why it didn't lead to a huge number for either one of them.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's all good points. And here's something that, like, I I like what the Ravens have done, which is reportedly bring back Bowser. And I know we've been talking about on the podcast what Bowser gets. You know, I said he's going to get a nice deal, according to reports, it's four years, twenty-two million. Not breaking the bank, but it's a nice deal. So, do, am I am I vindicated on my prediction there? I would say
0: yes. I, I think you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, the average
0: of five and a half.
1: Right. Again, not 20, but he gets a nice second contract, and it's at a value for the Ravens. And I, and I do think that he could have been a guy who, in a normal year, maybe he gets closer to eight uh, or something like that without the COVID cap. But anyway, um, I like – if you were to just ask me, you can have – Tyus Bowser, Yannick Ngakwe, I think I'm taking Tyus Bowser, just between the two of them. Take money off the table when you add money into the equation. I think that I'm taking Bowser. Overall, in terms of what he does for this Ravens if, if Wait, you're saying
0: take... take If you can have him at the same price, you're taking Bowser.
1: I think I would, yeah. That
0: yeah, is Yeah, I think I would. I just look... i think I'm that Bowser sure that I'm going to go...
1: That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I think that... uh and Gakwe obviously can get to the quarterback more effic- more effectively. You know, he had 8 sacks last year between two teams. But when you look at overall role on a defense, how many stats did Yannick play in the playoff game? 15? 14? Something like 20, that? 20? 20 or something like that. I mean, it was a it was a small number. Um I I know that like for him he was sent to two different teams and had to make that transition, all that different stuff which was a challenge. But when I, I just look at Bowser and he can, he can set the edge, he can drop in coverage. He had three picks last year, only two and a half sacks. So he's not a high sack production guy. But in this Ravens defense, I like what he brings to the table. Um, and I think that he's a great fit. And then when you add the money to the equation, I think that it's even an easier decision.
0: Yeah, well, I think the Ravens needed to retain him, especially after Judon left, because Judon dropped in coverage a fair amount for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that Sam linebacker uh, that they need in this, in this scheme. And so keeping Tyus to kind of play that role, I think was really important in, in this defense. So I like it, but I don't think that they're obviously done it outside linebacker. I mean, now you have Pernell McPhee, Tyus Bowser, and Jalen Ferguson. You need more. You need more there. And I've I'm on the record as saying, right now I'm looking at first round pass rusher outside linebacker. That would be my pick in the first round. Uh, I'm I'm calling it now, Garrett. Don't try to steal my pick like you do every other year. I'm calling the <laughs> Georgia the Georgia pass rusher. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, you don't
1: even know his name. You don't even know his name. <laughs> no, his I don't name. know how I'm to say his name. I'm calling a guy I don't even know who it is. <laughs> That is classic. You're calling this guy. I don't even know who it is. I know
0: who it is. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name, and I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, Aziz get- Ajulari. Is that how you say it?
1: Aziz Ajulari. Is that how you say it? If you mispronounce it, then do it. Get That's to, my guy. You don't get to ca- to claim him. <laughs> don't even know the guy's name. All right, <laughs> we're, we'll we'll do more draft talk, but let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. With every new season, there's new challenges to overcome. And Ram trucks are built to crush every single one of them. They're powerful, dependable. They're the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. But beneath that hardened exterior, the Ram 1500 offers a standard of comfort with rear legroom designed for a comfortable lead. And the available rear auto-leveling air suspension found in the Ram 3500 is beyond smooth. So for big cash allowances and exceptional lease offers, go to Ram.com today. All right, now that I got a Z's.
0: Lockdown, my guy Aziz. <laughs> That's what I was doing yesterday morning when all the breaking news was happening. Aziz, I was <laughs> a lot of Aziz.
1: What? Glad you got. I, I know we're gonna do. We're gonna do way more uh, draft talk, but on the not like not this podcast, but over the course of the next few weeks. The the thing with pass rusher that I like. Let's just say the Ravens don't add another one, and they're reportedly in the mix for Hassan Redick or for Carlos Dunlap or Genevion Clowney. So maybe they get one of those guys. But if they don't, then who's to say they couldn't go pass rusher, pass rusher with their first two picks? Everyone that you hear from says that this is a deep, talented pass rusher class. Mel Kuyper talked about that and talked about how great this pass rusher class is. So if you could go get, say, two really good pass rushers, and if you've already kind of solidified the offensive line with Zeitler, You've brought back Bowser. Um, the receiver thing is still very much hanging out there, and I don't know how that's going to go and who that's going to be. That's, if you read Twitter mentions uh, and Instagram comments, that's where most of the, the concern is uh, for Ravens fans. So I do want to j- dive into that a little bit. But I, I would not be surprised if the Ravens took a couple of early pass rushers. Maybe it's not first two picks, but maybe it's first and third. And you just say, we're going to have a young, mm-hmm. aggressive, group of pass rushers and Wink Martindale is going to blitz a lot. And that's how you're going to get sack production. And then you like your ability for your other linebackers, like, you know, Queen to be able to blitz a little bit. I, I could see that being the answer. And you hope to get a little bit more from a pass rush standpoint from Calais Campbell this year. Um, those could, that could be the answer. And, and you hope for Tyus. And for Tyus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You hope Ty, you hope Tyus can take a step forward in that with a, with a bigger kind of full-time role. You know, I mean, the guy had, what, five and a half sacks the previous year. So it's not like he can't do it. He can get after the pass rusher. It's just he didn't do it a lot last season. Um, So he had five sacks in 2019. So, yeah, I think Tyus can be a guy who gets, you know, six plus sacks next year for sure. And I Mm -hmm. think that, like you're saying, it's not unheard of for a rookie to come in and step in in first year. A little bit more of a limited role as they're kind of learning the Ravens' system and and adjusting to the NFL. And you say, all right, you know what? As a rookie, while you're learning all this other stuff on game days, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna hunt, as Pernell McPhee likes to say. You're gonna hunt. Yeah. You're gonna be a dog. <laughs> let you off the chain. And 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 like it's not unheard of for one of those guys for a rookie pass rusher to step in in Baltimore and get six sacks. You know, so I think that they can they can find that. In the draft.
1: Right. I mean, could you get, especially if it's a first or a second, first and a third round pick, could you get someone who gives you what Judon gave you as a rookie, which is four sacks? Like, I definitely think so. Now, you probably want, in a perfect world, now Judon was a fifth round pick. So if you're taking a guy in the first round, could he get you, instead of four, he gets you six? And then Tyus goes up from two and a half to five and a half or to six and you get you know a couple more out of Calais. All those things combined, I think you could right. end up being just fine in the pastor's department, even if you don't sign another guy. And that brings us to this question from Scott Phillips, who asks, who says, uh, Garrett and Ryan, Ryan, I partially care what you think, but I definitely care what Garrett thinks, which I appreciate that, Scott. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> uh, with our new signing of Kevin Zeitler, um, Eric, and Eric DaCosta's cryptic Warren Buffett quote about high-performing businesses at a fair price, uh, do you think it's more likely we use our remaining cap space to extend current players, or do you anticipate any more free agency moves? If so, which positions will we address? Uh, and could we end up restructuring contracts like Calais or big baby Brandon Williams? Um, so, now this email from Scott did come into to us before the Tyus Bowser uh, new contract. Um, and just a reminder, you, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net with any questions that you have. Um, so, I feel like the Ravens are still going to do something in free agency before, before a before a mm-hmm. contract extension. The contract extensions would be for Mark Andrews, uh, would be for Lamar Jackson, obviously. I think that, I mean, Derek Wolf is still sitting out there, but I feel like they're going to mm-hmm. go get somebody else. What, what's the deal with wide receiver? Yeah. Are they going to get a receiver? Does that happen?
0: That's, that's the weird one. I mean, the wide receiver market right now has really been slow to develop, oddly, because usually the wide receivers, I feel like, kind of fly off the, the board, and they get big money. And this year, it's been really slow to materialize. I don't know if people are waiting for the Kenny Galladay signing to kind of set the market there a little bit. I mean, the only reported deals so far have been Nelson Aguilar and Corey Davis, Corey Davis to the Jets and Aguilar to the Raider or to the Patriots because everybody's going to the Patriots. Bill <laughs> Belichick spending money what, like you going into a Taco Bell late at night. You just, <laughs> oh, you're just a millionaire when you go in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, the, the deals that they've made have been crazy. I mean, I thought they would be kind of done after they got uh, Janu Smith and then they go get Hunter Henry too, like at tight end. I'm like, how many guys can these? And 10 I mean, guys. obviously, the, uh, ten, 10 other guys, but just at that one position, I'm like, they already got the top tight end on the market, and now they get the other top tight end on the market. Wild.
0: I'll tell you what, the Bills are sweating. The Bills are
1: sweating right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is the option? What are the options, or how do you see the uh, free agent receiver thing playing out?
0: Well, right now, I, you know, I think it depends on, What kind of view do you viewpoint do you have on Emmanuel Sanders? You know, I mean, because I I still think like I wrote about in what Mink thinks the inaugural column, um, I still think that the Ravens are really trying to position themselves to, to get as many comp picks as they can. And they always do that. But I think this year is a special year. It's a special opportunity for them to get a bunch of picks and they really don't want to jeopardize that, especially with the need to build a young talented roster around Lamar Jackson moving forward. So, um, so I, I think that if you could get, if they like Emmanuel Sanders and he comes in at a good price and him being released, you know, then that makes some sense, but there's not a ton of guys on the market that were cut at wide receiver, at least as of now, you know, I mean, the other guy would be golden Tate. Like, you know, how much does Golden Tate really excite you? I wouldn't say that it it, it really gets my blood going, you know. Um, and so most of these guys, you know, we've talked about. I mean, John Brown, he was also released, but I think he's too much in the mold of a Hollywood Brown to for me. Like, that's not the wide receiver that I think that the Ravens really could benefit by adding. And then you have a bunch of unrestricted guys. Sammy Watkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Sa- uh, Curtis Samuel, You know Galladay being the big one, Ty Hilton. You know AJ Green. You know I mean, all those guys are unrestricted. If you get them at a low enough price where they wouldn't cancel out one of your third round comp picks, like okay, you know does AJ Green, let's say you know get negated by Jihad Ward, right? Like those two cross each other out and you lose a fifth round comp pick. Okay, I'm I'm okay with losing a fifth round compensatory pick. I'm not okay with signing a wide receiver. That forces me to lose a third round compensatory pick that I would have gotten for losing Judon and your Yannick. So,
1: so even if that receiver, I think was those Kenny are all Gallaudet. part
0: of the calculations. Well, I don't think that they have enough money to get Kenny Galladay <laughs> right, at this point. Right. I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I'm breaking your heart, Garrett. I know I'm breaking your heart, buddy. But I don't think that that one is happening. I
1: no, I it's don't weird think that see, Kenny hasn't signed yet,
0: but I don't think that he's going to sit out that long.
1: I don't think that one's going to happen either. Like, if I'm making the prediction, and I know a lot of fans are asking about that one, that's probably the name that's in our Twitter mentions more than anything else. Um, and I don't expect the Kenny Galladay move uh, to happen because he's going to get a huge deal. I mean, he's going to get 15 $16, 17000000 a year, and that's money that the Ravens, unless they were to do some major restructuring on a number of contracts that they don't have. Um, so I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the other possibility, too, is, is like... Does it do they wait like just use AJ Green as an example. Does AJ Green definitely sign a contract in the next week or does he kind of wait it out as a veteran player? Like and say, I'll kind of wait this thing out and see what happens in the draft and see where I feel like I could be a good fit and then mm-hmm. and then that could be a win-win because if you get somebody in that mold then you can keep your comp pick that you're want that you want to hold on to and right. so that could be an option. I also still think that there could be other players released between now and the start of the season. Who are those players? I don't know. But after the draft, that that is definitely a possibility. And then the other one is, you know, that I think that with the draft and the Orlando Brown trade, that's a uh, – I don't know that I would see a, a player be involved in that, but I just feel like that could be that, – that's just another thing that could be in the mix, I think, when you start talking about an Orlando Brown Jr. trade. Maybe that there could be a receiver in the mix if the Ravens were to make a deal for him i'd say unlikely but but not out of the question mm-hmm. yeah
0: you're like baltimore beatdown you're gonna get the beatdown from Tody khan with all your speculation you know <laughs> you see that one orlando brown Jr. <laughs> orlando brown Jr. the speculation the rumors they were hearing orlando brown jr was getting traded to the jags for uh for dj chark, chark. dj chark you know yeah, and then, uh, then the Jags owner just put the kibosh on that one. That was from the top rope.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was, that was some midday free agency entertainment. No question about it. Um, all right, hey, so that we're going really to take, really <laughs> take one more break, and we'll give you uh, some more thoughts on free agency before we wrap things up today. Passionate fans, winning traditions, and legendary toughness are why Ram trucks and Ravens football go hand-in-hand. When it comes to power, luxury, and technology like an available 12-inch Uconnect touchscreen, you can't find a better light-duty or heavy-duty truck. Go to Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer, schedule a test drive, and experience everything that goes into making dependable Ram trucks. Great deals are going on right now. You can shop online at Ram.com, and you can get your new Ram truck delivered right to your door.
0: All right, so to wrap it up for today, we talked about the possibility of wide receiver move. What's the next move the Ravens make? Cause I kind of, I kind of have a feeling that it could be bringing Derek Wolf back. And uh, you saw Derek Wolf's tweet last night. What was it? he? He wasn't too happy. He was not too happy. He said, "Been undervalued since day one." That sounds like a man who isn't getting the number on the market that he wanted. Right. Um, and and you know I I think that. Here's a guy who's coming off. He didn't have big sack production for the Ravens last year, but he was a, a good, really good run defender, a very solid player, very good player, stepped up big time when the Ravens were without Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams and just kind of put it on his back there for a stretch. And I, and the Ravens have been clear that they really like Derek and would like to retain him, obviously, at the, at the right number. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going to give him $10 million a year, but – you know, I think it would not surprise me if the two sides came together to find a deal.
1: Yeah, it, I I could see that one for sure, and I think that one that would be a, a big piece to, to keep on this defense. Derek was really good last year; like he, I, I just was really impressed with him, and the Ravens definitely liked him. So, to me, that there it was funny kind of seeing some of the reaction to that tweet. Some people can take it as well. He's he's unhappy with the deal that the Ravens are getting. The Ravens would be offering sure that could be the case I also think that it could be what you're saying which is uh when he gets out there on the open market and the deals from other teams aren't what he wants so I think that it kind of depends well, it could on how be you're both, looking at right? that tweet <laughs> it could be both it could be both I mean sure if there was a deal that he loved he would have signed it whether it's with the Ravens or another team so he's clearly not thrilled with the money that has come his way it could be another one-year deal I, that could be the option for him. I don't know how long he wants to keep doing one-year deals, but maybe that's what's on the table. Another short-term deal for him. So, if they can bring him back, I think that'd be good. I still, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not ruling out the receiver addition. I, I understand. I agree with you on protecting comp, comp picks, and I think that that is there's a lot of value in that. And the Ravens clearly value compensatory picks, but I just. I wouldn't rule it out to the same degree that you, it seems like that you are. Um, I, and I, I don't know who that signing is. Well, who is it? But I, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. You know, he was somebody that- No, dude, I am. I'm out. I am out on Sammy Watkins. You know what? I'm going on record. And
0: if we sign Sammy Watkins, I'm going to ha- have to go back and scrub this. Okay, we're going <laughs> to give it the old- If we end up signing him. But I'm going on record. When has Sammy Watkins had a good year since his like rookie year? I mean, I I mean honestly, like what this, this guy hasn't put up stats in in seven years. The last time well the last time he had a, he had more the last time he had more than six hundred yards was twenty fifteen. Dude, oh I'm sorry, no 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 I'm sorry. He had six seventy three six seventy three in Kansas City in twenty nineteen. Okay. So, since 2015, it's been 430, 593, 519, 673, and 421. The dude's on one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL, and he put up 421 receiving
1: yards last year. Well, you know, when you're... Plus, he's he's injured all the time. Well, when you're paying medium, mid-round price for a receiver, you're not getting Kenny Galladay. You're not getting... 1000 yards this season. He's going to cost $10 million. He's why why what makes you say he's going to cost dollars. I mean every team can look at the same stats that you're looking at. Why do you, what makes you confident that he's going to get the $10 million range?
0: Because we already read the spot track market values and spot track Yeah, Exactly. You talking about Garrett?
1: That's probably what <laughs> that's probably what Derek Wolf's reading too and he's reading the spot track value and all these numbers are 20 million a year, 18 <laughs> million a year, 16 million a year Then no one's getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dude, it's like when you pull I up a baseball out. card a, a baseball card from your basement and you're like this card the internet says it's worth ten thousand dollars it's pristine condition this is a once in a lifetime opportunity right here i'm putting it up on ebay and you get six dollars for it you're like no 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 no, no. this is worth ten thousand dollars it's worth what someone's going to pay for it so maybe someone pays in that all i just throw out him as a name rapaport mentioned him as a name and if the Ravens are going to get a – if they aren't going to spend for Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, um, some player in, in that range, then then it's a it's a player in that next category. Sammy Watkins, John Brown. Those are the players in that mix. Dude, or do
0: Raffinpore you just say they don't named sign Sammy anyone? Sammy Watkins. Ian Rappaport named Sammy Watkins on this this very podcast because he was pulling names out of his butt because we put him on the spot. That's what happened.
1: Well, sure. All right. Well, sure, let's but be he's, honest. he's just naming he's naming guys that are in that category though. He wasn't saying <laughs> yes. that they the Ravens have pursued sure. him, but he's saying that he's those are the guys in that category. So you think so? So just to be clear, you think that the Ravens are not signing a wide receiver in free agency? I, I don't think that it's out of the
0: question that they would just will not sign a wide receiver.
1: So yeah, your I think they might just sit out receiver. the wide receiver market. Okay, that's a, that's at least I, didn't say we, that. I nailed you down. I didn't say that's that. that's what I've got to do. I've got to nail you down. I didn't say you that you said the Ravens are not signing a wide receiver. I did not say that. I did not say so. That. They are I'm signing a wide receiver. They're not
0: signing Sammy Watkins. I'm saying they're not signing Sammy Watkins. Is what I'm saying.
1: All right. Right. That's so what I'm saying. I, you fool. My, my point is I ex- I expect them to, to make a move at receiver. I don't know who it is. That was just a name that I'm throwing out there. But I feel like they will add someone at receiver in free agency, and that's where I stand. And you are on the camp that they are not signing any receiver, and they're not drafting any of them. I kind of like
0: – You know, you were you were kind of – no, 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 no. You were kind of selling me on the idea of, of signing one after the draft. You You sold me on that. I'll give it to you. Because I think I also think you know I got first round pass rusher my guy Aziz Ojulari <laughs> that's right I got it, uh so I got him but I got wide receiver you know if they get an extra first round pick from trading Orlando Brown or we we're talking second round I got wide receiver in one of those I think they want to mm. keep putting young wide receivers around around Lamar Jackson to let him grow with these wide receivers so. Mm. I, I and I just I just don't see a great
1: fit. Interesting. Well, you know what you need? You need a water What's break. That? You need to take oh, it. You to take need to take the Crown I Royal water yeah. break. Yeah. Yeah, you need the Crown Royal water after break. After the Sammy Crown Watkins royal. after that that rant, I need a water break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Crown Royal wants to remind you to stay hydrated, stay royal. Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. Make sure you take that water break. Uh, we're gonna sign off here because you need a tall glass of water. That's what you need right now. So uh, we're gonna jump off here. But there's a <laughs> lot of things that are happening during free agency. We're doing more podcasts this week as news breaks. We're gonna continue to bring you the news and uh, our analysis and break it all down. Uh, so there could be another podcast or two. Who knows this week? Once we once we I'll sign just, Sammy Watkins, that's we breaking get back news on to me. <laughs> yeah, that's breaking news to me that we're doing more podcasts this week. But there it is,
0: some breaking news right now well if oh if god we, if, if we get we so- Watkins, i'm in trouble if we get <laughs> Watkins, i'm in trouble
1: <laughs> i can't wait to play this interview for sammy when we have him on the podcast for the first time oh uh, uh but you guys can continue to email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net it's an exciting time of the year and uh we look forward to hearing from you so that's it for us we'll talk with you again whenever uh, the big news happens